Jason Giambi would be chasing you away with a stick. <laughs> with a Stantonian blast, of all things. Boot us up, Gatto. Hey, you fucks are in for a real treat this time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, hi, everyone. Want to thank you for joining us, the Second Mouse Podcast. Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown the maze on something we didn't get a chance to discuss in our recent episode. I'm joined with Q and Tom, and we really wanted to chat about the results of the MLB Hall of Fame ballot. Guys, are you ready to get to business? Let's do this thing. First off, before we get into the juicy stuff, huge congratulations to David Ortiz. If you guys have been living under a rock for the last 25 hours. years... <laughs> David Ortiz, uh, first year on the ballot. He played from 97 to 2016. Majority of that time was spent in Boston as a Red Sox. He has 8,640 at-bats, 2,472 hits, 541 home runs, an all-time batting average of 286, 1,419 runs, uh, 1,768 runs batted in. Most notably for his performance in the 2004 playoffs that put an end to the Red Sox 86-year title drought. Not only was he an icon in Boston, but a hero to his home country of the Dominican Republic. Congrats again, David Ortiz. Yeah, dude. And yeah. Uh, Tom, I figure you want to add a, a few things here, um, and we can just watch as Q's face turns a deeper shade of purple. Yeah, so I'm going to dip my toe in the pool for starters. And I think David Ortiz, everyone is going to go to the 2004 ALCS or the World Series that year as like big David Ortiz moments. But honestly, the, the time that feel the most connected to the Ortiz era in Boston was during the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. And the first home game they played back in Boston since the attack happened and that speech that he gave on the pitcher's mound. Um, they've talked to former players on that team. They talked with John Lester um, and a number of other players and they said like that's what got that team motivated for that year and that's how they all gelled quickly because the city needed something to rally behind and Ortiz was the guy to do it. People can critique him all he wants that he was a DH, but he was a pretty damn good DH and he was somebody who was consistent year in and year out. And even in his last year as a player, he was he was fantastic and he deserves a lot of credit. Last year in baseball, 38 home runs with a 315 average, that's pretty goddamn good. Seven seasons with an over 300 average. Yeah, he was a hitter, man. Yeah, but uh, Tom, you feel good about this. You're, you're happy yeah. about this outcome, right? Uh, I do. So those are two different questions you asked, Gatto. Um, I'm happy for I'm happy for David Ortiz. I also want to point out that baseball said that David Ortiz should not be penalized for his positive test because they did not have a definitive list of what was illegal versus illegal at the time, which I think is an indictment on baseball itself but Ortiz should not be penalized for that in the same way that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should not be because ultimately both of those guys were going to be Hall of Famers even before they started using steroids or allegedly using steroids. Like Barry Bonds, before he went to um, San Francisco, he was a Hall of Famer, right? Before Roger Clemens went to the Yankees from the Blue Jays, 
Hall of Famer. These guys were already established as fantastic players and generational talents. Even everything they did after they started to use or allegedly started to use, that's all sprinkles at that point. Like their, their careers were solidified. And I think that this is baseball's way of blaming other people for their failure to police the league. But at the same time, considering everything that happened in 1994 when the league went on strike, basically ratings and reviews of baseball went into the toilet. They needed something to generate some positive buzz. And they let Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire do whatever they wanted. And those guys clearly used, Mark McGuire admitted to it, and a whole bunch of other players did as well. If you've ever read the, the Mitchell, Mitchell Report, Report, and it goes yeah. through all of those players, and a lot of those guys were nobodies. A lot of those guys were were, were like mid-range, mid-players. Um, for a boost. But I, I think there is something that also should be said in, in, or re-emphasizing is that Ortiz is a likable guy. The media likes him. And the guys that didn't make it into the Hall of Fame, and I will throw Kurt Schilling in there as well, because he was probably deserving based solely on his playoff record. Those guys did not like the media, and they did not like them back. Baseball writers have a history of holding guys out of the Hall of Fame because they did not necessarily have the best buddy-buddy relationship. Jim Rice, another Red Sox Hall of Famer, is one of those who had to wait a long time to get in because he didn't give writers everything that they wanted. Another notable name on that list is Sammy Sosa. This was his 10th year on the ballot as well. And another guy who is not going to see it because he was part of that era. The only, and, the only thing I, I, I question about Sammy Sosa is that the only thing that he did was hit a shit ton of home runs, but he does not have the hardware that Barry Bonds has in terms of gold gloves, stolen bases, and MVP awards. Like. Sosa had like a good two or three year stretch, but with the corked bat thing that happened as well, a lot was made out of that. And then his like immediate drop off and disappearance from the league. He is a borderline Hall of Famer for me. Not the only thing that gets you in. Um, here, here's the thing too about um, the steroid era and, and all of this is that purity in baseball is kind of a ruse. There's lots, I mean, there's lots of Hall of Famers that, you know, are suspected steroid users. Ivan Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, Mike Piazza, they're all in Cooperstown. Um, we have we have guys like uh, Gaylord Perry, Whitey Ford, they doctored baseballs. Hank Greenberg was nice. He wrote a book about it. He wrote a book about it. How yeah, it's nuts, man. I mean, uh, there's there's talk about amphetamines, Willie Mays. There was leaded and unleaded coffee pots in the clubhouses. Right? You know, baseball, the, my biggest problem with all this controversy is that you're not really telling the true story of baseball. No. There's this whole generation, this whole era that's just going to be, like, left off. You know? It's it's like, imagine if we didn't, we, we left, like, a major war out of the history books for fans to tell them, like, this is not important to them, you know? Like, and history has a, has has shown that it repeats itself, you know? So it's only a matter of time before someone else cheats. I mean, what was it, a few years back? The Astros, right? Yeah, baseball has this weird interpretation of what's cheating versus what isn't. And the line is incredibly fine. Like you can steal signs. It's not like it's frowned upon, but you can do it. But ultimately, like, I feel like a lot of baseball's nostalgia is based in the purity of the game. Like it's a hustle sport and shit like that. When in reality, like it was, 
it's always a game about stealing from somebody else or getting an advantage on somebody else, like with pine tar or with stickum or with that spider tack shit that Garrett Cole was using all the time. Even steroids or amphetamines. I feel like baseball is trying to pick and choose who their heroes are, but in reality is you're gonna have probably 15 years worth of guys that you're gonna have to justify like why they're not Hall of Famers solely because they chose the the in vogue way to get an advantage in the game. Yeah, I mean, are we gonna go back and and like go to back to the eighties and and get rid of guys that were using greenies and you know amphetamines and all that? And, and no, they're not going to. They're going to just make a an example out of and like and like you made a perfect example uh, perfect example, Tom, that like now you have pine tar. You have the spider tack, right? You have all these other things that people are still using to get an advantage. Where is the line? And I mean, I'm guaranteeing that people are still using steroids in some capacity and they're just not testing as workers. This is one of the more fucked up things that kind of bothers me about the whole situation is that there are coaches and executives that are in the Hall of Fame that gave players that played for them the pass that enabled them to, to dope and they're in there. You know, Tony La Russa, Bud Selig, Joe Torre. These guys, you know, they're they're the ones, they're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. And yet, yet they yet they enabled this bad behavior because a win is a win and it's not part of their story, right? But it is, in, in a larger perspective, the story of baseball. And I will point out that Alex Rodriguez was also on the, uh, the docket for the Hall of Fame this year. And I, listen... I'm not. I'm, I think if you p- compare them together, Alex Rodriguez was a better baseball player than David Ortiz was. But again, well liked by the media, Alex Rodriguez was not. Now he's had a bit of a resurgence um, in his media career, but like you know, as a player, no. I think I think they really need to have a deep conversation about letting these baseball writers be the sole gatekeeper of who gets in and who doesn't. Because it's clear that they have a bias, and it's clear that they're not thinking in terms of what is best for the Hall of Fame comparably to, oh, this guy's a bad dude. I'm not letting him in. Q, question for you. Was that um, A-Rod's first year on the ballot or his second year? His first year. So do you think he gets in eventually, or is he going to get the same treatment that Bonds and Clemens have gotten? I think the negative publicity from this year will probably push him in next year. Um, mainly because of the fact that like people there's a lot of outrage because of Barry Bonds. And and I think that's fair. I think there's a lot of outrage still about Pete Rose and that's another conversation we can have. But uh yeah, I, I think he gets in eventually, most likely next year. Um look if you're going to deny Alex Rodriguez because of like he did lie and he did got caught multiple times but it's like he did own up to it though he did every single time he admitted it but like the point that I'm getting at is just I hate this conversation about steroids because it's like uh, you know like I said before you said with the uh, with the uh, excuse me I can't remember the name of the report that came out the government Mitchell report. report you said you said it yourself the names on that list were a lot of highly irrelevant guys there are plenty of guys that have taken steroids and does not make you a better baseball player now if you're a great baseball player it will make you legendary right but it's like at the end of the day Alex Rodriguez is still pound for pound one of the greatest baseball players um, I've ever seen. 
So I, I think it's ridiculous to hold these guys to a certain standard when everybody was doing it back then. Yeah, sure, maybe not Derek Jeter, maybe not Ken Griffey Jr., right? There was a couple of guys that you know for sure were not taking steroids. But, like, I mean, it's ridiculous to, like, every – it was so prevalent back then. We have to ignore that in the, in the voting process. When we talk about the writers, though, do you think that a part of the reason why they don't let them in, besides the power of, you know, it's what it is – they're boomers and they're they they're basically taking the the stance of like you ruined the sanctity and the purity of the game so i'm going to hold the highest honor away from you that's and so you see more younger reporters who are often like i don't really care everybody was doing it so i'm voting for the best players which is Part of the thing is, like, do you think that, you know, the whole reason they do this is because they're drumming up more stories or getting more attention to their older stories? Um, they're able to write about the very well-documented controversial era, which is easy to write about. It's an easy win because every year we get to have this conversation and we talk about this specific problem with baseball. And do you think that by them not moving forward by by holding on to the past they're just drumming up more more for them to write about no it's a hundred percent a component of it i mean it's 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 just a piece like you know that's a piece of it and then i mentioned you know uh previously like it's because they they want to stick it to them and uh it's also it's like a, it's you know it's just the purity of the game and it's like not realizing that baseball has always been shrouded in controversy anywhere you go you can go back to shoes joe jackson and now even with the spider attack and all the all that other stuff the game the, the houston astros a couple years ago um basically like basically like video like getting like a video feed of like the, the signs and all that we all know that baseball has always been surrounded by this type of stuff. So I feel like you just have to just ignore it. And like, but at the end of the day, I, I could take, I, Tom, you could take steroids all day. Gatto, you could take steroids all day. I could take steroids all day. We wouldn't even come close to what Barry Bonds achieved. Barry Bonds, I watched Barry Bonds get walked with a full <laughs> with bases loaded. Yeah, man. That's how scary he was that they were like, I'm willing to sacrifice a run here. I'm not pitching to this guy. And I've never seen that level of intimidation that he would have, that he struck fear in the hearts of pitchers that he was going against to where they would just, even in the year that he hit those 73 home runs, how many like intentional walks did he have that year? He and I, for like four years in a row with walks insanity insanity and then also on top of that like you said tom he was a hall of famer before he even touched stuff you go back to the days in pittsburgh when he was like a skinny kid he was still great so i i i just i can't believe that they didn't come to their senses and let barry in this year it's just it's it's annoying but you actually touch on a point that i think some of the writers always argue and that's that it changed the story of baseball in the fact that these guys went out and decided they were playing for breaking records specifically, right? And that they were only playing for the stats because they wanted their names in the record books. For you know, they wanted that immortality or fame, whatever it was, and that was the the motivator, the drive. It wasn't about anything else to these guys, and that's what they don't like about Bonds. They don't like about Clemens. Um, McGuire, Sosa, 
All right, but like when Cal Ripken broke the the most games played, you know, the active streak. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they love they love Cal Ripken and they love Great. all that. There's a I history will, of that. I will also push back on that too, Gatto, and I think. There is certainly that component, but that also old-timey baseball shit is the reason why the sport is drowning in its own puke right now. Because it's a sport that refuses to get out of its way, that has all these stupid fucking unwritten rules, that it's a game that's not made to be fun, and it's a game that's not made to be watched and enjoyed anymore. And the games are slow, it's boring, and the players that do show any kind of finesse or excitement are like shamed out of the league or doing anything like that. Like you have you have five to ten players right now who are in their early to mid twenties who are rock stars right now in Tatis and Shohei Otani. You have all these guys who are fantastic and they can't do the things that make them great because the game won't let them. And I struggle because the same issues that we're dealing with now are also the same issues as to why, like, the writers don't want these guys in the league. I don't give a shit if somebody was going for a record because, you know what, if, if, if Barry Bonds hits 70 home runs in a year, that probably means they're going to win a bunch of games. And if we are such a sabermetrics and, like, advanced analytics, like, bonered sport, wins above replacement, Barry Bonds tops them all. Like he is clear above everybody else in terms of what he was able to contribute to the team. Q said it like he was up and they walked somebody in instead of having to pitch to him. Like, how is that not a contributor to your team? And all those other guys too, like Roger Clemens, you know, winning 24, 25 games. Yeah, he was doing steroids, but he also won 25 fucking games for his team that ultimately led to them winning a division or a, or a World Series. Like, all of these things matter, and ultimately everyone's chasing a stat, right? Because everyone's got contracts with incentives in it. By definition, I mean, that is being the most dominant in your, in your sport, right? And that's what gets you into the Hall of Fame. Let's do a quick exercise. I'm going to run through the names on the ballot. You tell me if they should be in or not. All right, both of you guys ready? Yep. All right, Mark Teixeira. No. No. Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Rollins. No. All are very good. AJ Pierski. Pierzynski. No. no. <laughs> I always do that. Jake Peavy. No. Jonathan Papelbaum. No. Hall of Very Good. No. <laughs> Joe Nathan. No. Justin no. Morneau. No. Tim Lincecum. No. If, if he had stayed healthy, yes. No. Agreed. Yeah. Ryan Howard. No. Mm-hmm. Another guy, too, Q. Yeah, if he had stayed healthy, yeah, chew it. Yeah, but. no. No. Batting average really tanked in his late career. No. Fritz Fielder. No. No. Carl Crawford. No. no. <laughs> Tim Hudson. No. 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 Bobby Abreu. I'm going to say yes. I think he's not the first ballot. He's probably like a fourth or fifth yes. ballot guy. I think he, he's, he's, he should get in. This year was his third. Maybe next year, Bobby. Tory Hunter. Yeah, maybe. I'd lean, I'd lean yes on Tory Hunter. What's that? I'd probably lean yes on Tory Hunter. He was nasty defensively. Yeah. Like, he was a monster center fielder. Longevity, too. He played a long time. So Always, um, I, I always ratchet this dude's uh, name. Mark Burley. No. Uh, Mark Burley? Uh, no. Andy Pettit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Sammy. How many wins? Two hundred and forty-six, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 
He got he got really close, and I mean, he's just, World Series rings too. The, the the big game pitching I, again, it has to count for something. The way, same way, like you know, we can have the conversation with the NFL, like with Eli Manning. Everyone's like, you know, he doesn't deserve to get in, but I'm like, yeah, but those two big playoff runs. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's a different conversation, but I think I, I don't know if Andy Pettit has the exact um, credentials you'd look for, but at the same time, he's just he, he was such a big game pitcher that I think he deserves to get. It. I would agree with that. Over Sosa, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Nah, homie. No. I'm gonna say yes to Sammy Sosa. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Yes. yes. Jeff Kent. Yes. Probably. Andrew Jones. No. No. Fantastic player, but as soon as he went to the the Dodgers, the wheels kind of fell off for him. Yeah. By the way, Andy Pettit, 256 wins. Yeah, he's a beast. Gary Sheffield? Yes. Yeah. Todd Helton? Yes. yes. Billy Wagner? Eh, probably, but not early. He's on the border. Hang on. I, I border, yes, but... Omar Visquel? Nah. No. He never did anything offensively. He was an awesome defensive shortstop, but like he didn't scare anybody with his bat. Just for just for clarity's sake, Billy Wagner, career two thirty one ERA with four hundred and twenty two saves. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's good in my yeah. book. That's a that's in Scott Rowland. No. No. Roger Clements. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Barry Barry Bonds. I'm, yes. If, it, if I hadn't made myself clear already, yes. <laughs> I'm just going through the list. Just going through the list. <laughs> because I come to probably the most controversial name that was on the ballot that also didn't get in here. Um, everybody's favorite crazy drunken uncle, Kurt Schilling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, though, Kurt Schilling, he does open the door for a lot of other guys solely because he won 216 games in his career. So does that open the door for guys that won around the same amount of wins? I don't like Jonathan Lester is a guy who comes to mind for me because he's got two World Series rings to around the same amount of wins. Actually, no, he's got three World Series rings with the same amount of wins. It's a it's a tough one. And that is where, like, I think there has to be a certain standard that is taken into account. Um, using the logic that I've used before, I say, yeah, because I think I think I think you have to hit a certain threshold. But once you hit a certain threshold, if you have those big game playoff uh, matches, to me, that matters. So, OK, 216 is not a lot. And like I would normally 99.9% of the time say no to that but if you have that many rings and if you had that many big performances obviously Kurt Schilling with the bloody sock game all of those things have to kind of weigh in and I think they they are just kind of like a little boost uh, to the to the career so if you get a guy who's like kind of borderline but had a couple championships or had a couple big wins I think that has to matter what is keeping him out though the most well his personality personality yeah, he's a he's he is an unbashed conservative, um, by far. Well, he, he's trouble sure. differentiating forms of religion from nationalist movements. I, you know? I don't I don't I don't like Kurt Schilling at all. I I actually I've not only because he was a Red Sox that I I didn't like him and obviously crushed my dreams many times. Um, I don't like him as a human being. I you know I'd love to vote no, but I I think he deserves to be in based on his stats, and I think that's what we have to start doing. We have to start now. There there are exceptions to the rule. I think if like you commit a heinous crime, um, that's a different story, and I think that you should be held out. But 
I don't I don't view steroids or being an asshole um, enough to be you know taking that stuff taking that away from you. I would agree in that sense too because there are a number of really shitty human beings who have also made it to the Baseball Hall of Fame and. <laughs> Granted, Kurt Schilling has said a lot of things that are inflammatory and incredibly offensive to people. Yeah, this is not the Hall of Fame of like good personalities. This is the Hall of Fame. This is the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, yeah, for me, he's in. Um, and I and I totally, honestly, I didn't even realize he was like he pitched after two thousand four because I know that he had lingering injuries in two thousand five. 2006 and 2007, I honestly don't even remember those years, but he he threw 200 innings for the Red Sox in 2006. Yeah. Is yeah. he the only one? Is he the last one? He was the last one. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the first person to, well, not really the first person, but he kind of Aaron Rodgered himself, you know, with his political statements and his online independent research, you know what I mean? I just wanted to see what you guys... Now, yeah, yeah and... I, I think I think we're you know I, so Tom I wanted to kind of ask you that question because I, I said that if you committed a heinous crime I, th- I don't think you should get in do you agree with that or do you think that regardless of your uh, social standing you should be able to get in or not? What's considered a heinous crime? Ever, yeah, I mean the only crime that Kurt Schilling has been convicted in or implicated in was running a really shitty software studio and taking money from the state of Rhode Island. Obviously, he has very controversial opinions, but none of those have led to any criminal activity. You know, we have we have guys that have gotten caught with cocaine and drugs and sexual assault and um, like have committed forms of fraud. I think we would I think you also need to recognize that like if somebody is in jail for something that is above like a white collar crime, they probably shouldn't get it. I agree. But I mean white collar crime could be also like some really shitty stuff too. Like they he could have like defrauded millions of dollars from like old people. So again, the sliding scale of justice in the US, what are we most upset about? Yeah, I agree. Gatto, any closing thoughts on uh, our picks or what? You never, you never said who yours were. You know, I'm a big hall guy. I'm big I'm, hall guy. I'm a big hall. Yeah, I'm a big hall guy. I want to hear more of the like. If you're a fan of baseball and you're gonna go make that pilgrimage to Cooperstown, I wanna, I wanna see more plaques. I wanna read and find the names that I grew up on. I wanna see them in there, and you know whether they write those plaques, good or bad, that's up to them. But I would prefer if they had an impact on the sport, if they were that dominant, they deserve to be in this discussion to begin with. You know, I want to I want to be able to see them in the Hall of Fame. I feel bad we didn't touch on this in the most recent episode of the podcast. I think it's because the results had just come out as we were recording or something. Yeah, they came out that day. Yeah, and it probably would have. I mean, we already talked at length about uh, football playoffs and uh, sexy candy. Yeah, M&M's. Uh, <laughs> those M&M's. <laughs> yeah, folks, if you liked what you heard, you know, check out our latest episodes. We're on all the major platforms. Go find us on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like. You know, tell us why we're fucking idiots. We don't care. We we want to yeah, hear from you. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. If you got an article or a story you want us to talk about, like let us know. This is a uh, this is a fan friendly show here. Unless you're a Red Sox fan, then fuck off. Twink!